Ask me, Alvin. Now would be an absolutely epic time for Friday Decky Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've always said oftentimes I do not need that. In fact, most times I do not need that. Every once in a while, I need that. In fact, I think I'll take one more. Hey, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tommy in the house. It's been that kind of morning. I got on the air and he was not in the studio yet. You know it's bad when I'm on the air and he's not in the studio. But, bro, if it'll make you feel better, I heard Iggy pop and I was not in the studio. So you are not alone. Oh, oh. Like I always say, they can't start without me. Jack Savage. Jack Alt was in the studio. J.A., what up, dude? Alan is here. He's burning with his Alan Friday intensity. Thank you, Alan. All right, let's get to it. I've got a lot to get to today. Open phones in hour number one, which is a good thing for you. Get into anything you want, but get into it early and get into it often. Open phones, hour number one, one 8686 We're going to have some fun, all right? It's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's a demand. We are going to have some fun. 1-800-636-8686. Ready to get to work. Thank you, Alvin. All true. What's up, Bird Gang? What's up, Bird Gang? Buckle up. We're going to have some fun. Let's get to work. See you soon. See you soon. See you right now. In addition to that, you can hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. In addition to that. Wow. You can also hit me up on email, Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. So it sets up like this, coming up at 10 o'clock straight up or the top of hour number two, I've got a conversation with the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, Desmond Ritter. Right after that, we go back to back. A wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, Michael Pittman Jr. He is on a record-setting pace to start his career. Top of hour number three, the big head. James Kelly and I, not in the best of moods. We're not going to lie after last night's game. But we are pliable. We are resilient. We will bounce back. We will get paid. Even if we didn't last night. James Kelly and I break down five games. I would say probably four of which he wants to break down. That's coming up at the top of our number three. All right, let's get it. Let me start with a shocking development. This just in. Shocking development. A Thursday night football game that did not suck. In fact, that game was actually pretty entertaining. Believe it or not, the Cowboys actually beat a winning team. Remember, they came into last night's game. All three of their losses were against winning teams. They had not beaten a winning team. So last night, they actually beat a winning team. Sort of. Not really. Actually, not at all. Because the Seahawks are not a winning team anymore. Not after that. Now they're 6-6. Six and six. So, I want to be very clear about this, Cowboy Honks. When everybody demands to know, once again, who you have beaten, don't be coming around here and screaming, the Seahawks, the Seahawks, we beat the Hawks. Miss me with that bullcrap. Just because they're the best team you've beaten doesn't make it a good win. You follow me on that logic. Just because they're the best team you've beaten does not make that a good win. Are you following me, camera guy? Thank you, Alvin. Exactly. Are you following me, camera guy? I'm going to say it one more time. Just because they're the best team you've beaten does not make that a good win. 
and it sure as hell does not stamp you as a Super Bowl contender when Seattle is not contending for Jack. So, cowboy honk. Stop acting like you just beat Frisco or Philly or the Chiefs or anybody who actually does matter. You beat the gum assassin and the Hawks. And as far as I'm concerned, considering you couldn't even cover at home, it doesn't even feel like a win to me, especially since the Hawks gashed that allegedly vaunted defense of yours that you're always flaunting and flexing. Yes, the game was entertaining, but playing like that is not going to be enough to beat anybody who matters in the postseason. Just so we're very clear about that, Hawks, because anybody who matters isn't just going to conveniently forget about or ignore number 11 running free at the quarterback on the last play and most important play of that game. More on that in a second because that really did happen. What I'm really saying is, take the wind, Alice. Go ahead. Just keep moving and keep your mouth shut because you're the only ones who are impressed and think that you actually sent a message because you didn't. What, you still have a problem with that? You've got a problem with that, honks, or you don't understand what I'm saying. You need me to break that down further. All right, not a problem. Not to take anything away from Dak Prescott and big Mike McCarthy and his big fat offense. The offense is not anybody's issue in Dallas right now. It's that alleged championship defense that's on a milk carton. It's that alleged championship defense that got carved last night. Carved by a Seahawks offense that had been struggling and hadn't done jack in weeks. We all just watched this Seattle offense get punked by the Niners on Thanksgiving. Last night, Seattle was the one doing the punking on that allegedly vaunted Dallas defense. In fact, they did whatever the hell they wanted, at least until the end of the game. At least until the Seahawks had not one but two chances in the last five minutes to go down the field and put it in the end zone and walk out of geriatric world with a dub. And couldn't do it. Couldn't do it even though they got an early Christmas gift from the big fella who gift-wrapped them a perfect setup for a two-minute drill to take that lead. And the Seahawks took that gift, and they decided to give one right back by not blocking, of all people, Micah freaking Parsons. It's not like the game was or the play was important or anything, right? Look, I understand that the gum murderer, Peter Carroll, has forgotten more football than I will ever know, which is why I'm surprised I actually have some pretty major advice for him this morning. Hey, Peter, wild idea, crazy thought, but you might want to put somebody in front of number 11. You might want to try to block number 11. On every play. But in fact, you know what? You might put two guys in front of number 11. But especially on the most important play of the game. What you don't want to do is let Micah Parsons have a free sprint on your quarterback with the game on the line. That's never going to go well. Just trying to help out, gum assassin. You're welcome. Next pack of bubble yum that you're looking to murder is on me. You're welcome. Because I'm that kind of guy. Clearly, you needed to hear that very obvious advice. Because letting Micah run free on that play was not some sort of protection breakdown or mix-up 
or misunderstanding at the line of scrimmage or a lack of communication or anything like that. Apparently, not blocking Micah Parsons on that critical play was by design. I know this because Geno Smith said as much after the game. You know, it is design. It was, uh, he had the squeeze right tackle, had the squeeze right there versus zero. Um, so he did the right thing. Micah coming free, uh, we knew that would possibly happen. Uh, tried to get the ball around him uh, and just wasn't able to. <laughs> that, that's funny. <laughs> Micah coming free, we knew that could possibly happen. You don't have anybody blocking Micah Parsons, and you thought that it was possible that he might come free. So in other words, that was not a miscommunication or a breakdown of any sort. That was a designed play. If that play was by design, that is the most poorly designed play in the history of the sport. Maybe any sport. Because not laying a single finger on Michael Parsons on the most important play of the game is never doing the right thing. And the dumbest thing ever. Not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the goal line with the Super Bowl on the line. Can't believe how stupid that is. I'm just about that action, boss. Even Micah. It's about all that action. It's about that action, boss. Ding, ding, sauce. Even Micah had to be looking around like, what is this? The hell is going on? What is this? The sissy challenge? Nobody wants to block me on the last play of the game? Really? This is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. Wow. Big Mike McCarthy got a big fat gift right there. Fat? Because there were going to be big fat problems for big fat Mike if he botched clock management again. If his botched clock management lets yet another loss, can you imagine how fat his problems would be? And it nearly did. Man, that would have sucked for the big fella. You know, because the fact of the matter is, and again, I'm fair like this. I'm objective like this. The big fella called a pretty nice game. You see, I'm not a hater. I'm a realist. Dallas did have some positive things happen last night. They did some positive things last night. Just not nearly enough to get me to stamp them as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Because... If they have to work that hard to beat a Hawks team that just got annihilated by an actual Super Bowl contender, and you have that much trouble with that team in your own house, then you're not elite. All you have is a win over a now 6-6 six and six team. So you've got that going for you, which means absolutely nothing. Again, I'm not here to hate. I'll give you an example. Did I or did I not give credit to Dak? Yesterday, during Big Head Bets, did I or did I not say that Dak was the hottest quarterback in the league? Did I or did I not say that before the game? Did I or did I not say that Dak was playing some of the best ball of his life? I did. I said all of that before the game, and then he went out last night and did not disappoint. In fact, he established himself as a legit MVP candidate. So we all know that Dak has his critics and his haters and his doubters. And by the way, he should. He should. It's valid. That's part of being that guy on that team with that contract and his lack of wins when it matters. It's, it's fair. It is. Dak just wants to make you aware of the fact that he doesn't care what y'all think. He doesn't care what y'all think of him, and especially he doesn't care what y'all think of him right now. I understand nobody's opinion defines me, and um, that, that's the great part about life, and that's the great opportunity that we all have, that people can say whatever they want. But, but you know, I have the pen, I have the paper, and I'm the one writing, so um, 
because I'm playing as well as I am now, doesn't mean that I'm going to stop, doesn't mean I'm going to listen to them now. Uh, appreciate them, but I don't care about their opinions right now any more than I did when they said that, you know, when they're, when they're calling for my spot. Damn, Dak. Defiant much? Hey, man, I get it. He's taking some heat. And wherever you can get your fuel. Hey, let me ask you this. Did Geno Smith write that for you? Because it sure seems like a variation of his famous clapback against his haters and non-believers. Dak said, quote, People can say whatever they want, but I have the pen. I have the paper. I'm the one writing. That was like a much more coherent, eloquent version of Geno saying, They wrote me off, but I ain't right back. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. Except Dak's version made a little more sense. So again, no. The win does not make Dallas elite. But at least I didn't want to get a spoon and gouge my own eyes out after seeing through that game. Pretty entertaining game in that there was not a single punt in the entire game. So no punts, but an absolute buttload of penalties. Laundry everywhere. Stoppages constantly. 19 penalties in this game for a total of 257 yards. Because we all know that everybody tuned in last night not to see Dak, not to see Geno, not to see Metcalf, but rather to see Cleet Blakeman. The speed-talking gum assassin rarely speaks for all of us because generally nobody can even keep up with what he's saying when he is speed-talking and murdering gum. But I think we can all agree with the Bubble Yum Slayer's rant after the game last night. It's unfortunate that the game is, you know, it feels like there was a whole other factor in this game. I don't know. You guys saw a lot better than I did, but um, there's just way too many penalties in this game. And we got that for both sides. We got to get out of that, that kind of football. And I had a conversation with, with their guys, you know, tonight about that, that. I just don't see the way this is going. And it's going in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, we're all waiting to see, is, there, is it a call? I mean, that's what we're waiting for. See, did the official make a call here? Oh, he didn't call it. Oh, he did call it. And uh, there's, there's, there's latitude that we need to give these guys. They know the game. They, they know how to make these calls, but they, don't have, they can't call everything that, when there's a little this is into that, and particularly when it doesn't affect the play. I so badly want to say, hey, old man, stop making excuses. Look up at the scoreboard. But I can't. I <laughs> mean, he's got a point, right? He's got a point. I just prefer the way my dude Al Michaels chose to make that point. Because Al did so in a way that was much more entertaining and way more surgical. What is that you say? The, is that the third or fourth? It's, yeah, fourth. It, yeah, John, this trailer. Yeah, this trailer. We're going to take the rest of the night off of the Cleek Blakeman call of the game. You buy him? Sure. Damn, Al. Somebody pull Al off Cleet. <laughs> that was awesome. He's so right, too. It's like Blakeman was trying to hog the mic. Blakeman was trying to rip the mic out of Al's hands. Yo, Cleet, stay out of Al's way, and you'll avoid catching devastating Al strays. Pretty simple, Cleet. Less of you, more of Al. We're going to take the rest of the night off the Cleet Blakeman call of the game. Hey, Cowboy fan. I can't take that dub from you, but you can stop telling me it makes you legitimate title contenders because it doesn't. 
You have no right to talk any junk. You beat a team that's now 6-6. Six and six. Now, if you want to talk your junk, do it after you handle the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Lions, who are still coming up on your schedule. I'm not done yet. If we're passing out kudos, you check out DK Metcalf's line. Six receptions, 134 yards, 34. three touchdowns. You cannot put that loss on him. This dude balled the hell out. Best part of that, too, was him busting out sign language after his long TD on Bland. Smith fires over the middle. Great grab by Metcalf out in front, and he will go all the way for a touchdown. 73 yards. Well, if you look at him after he scored that first touchdown, he's saying in sign language, standing on business. That's slang for taking care of your responsibilities, which was exactly what he was focused on this week. He's actually been challenging himself to learn sign language. He took a course in college and now he's seven classes into a new program. He says it's a way to get his mind off of football. It also comes in handy on the field. Uh, it's actually pretty awesome. I love that. The guy learns sign language so he could talk trash and not get fined for taunting. That is incredible. He signed out standing on business. I love that. I kind of wish I could do that here. I wish I could do that here so I would not get in trouble or fined or taken off the air. You know, like whenever you call and your call is truly horrible, I could just sign, that sucked. Like as an example, as an example, think of a really bad caller. I don't know, most of you. I could just be like this. And, and people would be like, what's he doing, man? Is there something on his nose? No, I'm just signing that you sucked. You know, maybe something like, I I could learn to sign, your tweets make me want to tear my eyes out. Leave me alone, Wells. I think I know that one already. Did you see that on TV? I just did that. That was for you, Wells. Uh, I learned to sign that. I've taken a few classes myself. That's actually pretty awesome. It would save a ton of time. It doesn't play as well on radio which is why you want to watch Simulcast. More importantly, you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I don't know why I always forget to tell you about that. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Jim Rome YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. There's a lot of really good stuff on it. And soon to be me signing on it. Metcalf. That that is awesome, actually. Standing on business. All right, cell phone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. That was a big, fat monster block to open up. I'm not done. I'm not done. I've got James Kelly coming up, the big head and I, looking to redeem ourselves and get right. We have five games. We picked one game last night. We picked it incorrectly. That's why when I say Dallas may have won, but to me it feels like a loss. You had that much trouble with Seattle you couldn't cover at home when Seattle came in struggling the way they did? Struggling. Anyway, always forward, never back, never even happened. Five more games. We will hit that a little bit later on. The big head and I. And by a little bit later on, I mean 11 o'clock straight up. Additionally, I want to talk about Jim Harbaugh. No way! Jim Harbaugh reportedly flirting with the NFL. Never mind that he promised that he would not do that. It's Friday, so not to go all hood on you. Tomorrow's Saturday. Yesterday was Thursday. 
Friday if I can. If I can, when I can, I try to go off the board. And I try to slip in something that's kind of wacky. And generally when I go for that information, I get it from the New York Post. There's always something really wacky and interesting in the Post. Apparently there's this one dude. And he's walking around and he's got these just crazy headaches. Crazy headaches. And he can't figure out why he has these headaches. And it's been going on for months and months and months. And I don't know. Dude's probably hitting it with Tylenol. Not happening. Bare extra strength. Not happening. It's like, damn, man. Like, I'm, I'm perpetually hungover. What, what, is, what is going on? Are they migraines? What is it? He finally can't take it anymore. He goes to a doctor. I don't know if he went to an ear, nose, and throat specialist or a general practitioner. I don't know. But dude's looking him up and down, taking a look, taking a look, a little closer. He finds out homeboy has got a pair of chopsticks halfway up his head into his brain. Chopsticks. Naturally, you ask, how the hell would that happen? And how did he not know? How did homeboy not know he's just tripping through life with chopsticks in his head? Literally in his head. Apparently, dude got into a brawl in a bar one night, or I guess a Japanese restaurant, months ago, and he started to think about it like, hmm, what happened? What happened? Yeah, I had a bad night, had too much to drink. Oh, that's right. This dude stabbed me in the face with choppers. Apparently up his nose, into his brain, and that's where they remained for months. And if it's in the post, it's true. I got to meet this dude. Now, there's been a lot of wacky things that have happened in bar fights. You've heard a lot of wacky things about people in life. How are you walking around with chopsticks in your head for five months? And they didn't dislodge or come out? Anyway, I... Now that I've gotten into it, I'll probably fully flush it out. Speaking of flush it out, man, you had to get one of those things. What do they call those things? Like those uh, neti kettle things, like when you're trying to get your nose. Neti pot. That's it. A neti pot. Those things work, by the way. You ever do that? Can you imagine that dude going like, I don't know, man. I got some sinus issues. I think, oh, I know. I'll go to CVS and get a neti pot. This dude's like turning his head around, flushing it out. Damn. There are chopsticks over there on the table. Come on, bro. Did a lobster roll come out too? Anyway, it's for, it's Friday. Tomorrow's Saturday. Yesterday's Thursday. I've got Desmond Ritter coming up the top of hour two. I'll chase that with Michael Pittman Jr. The big head coming up. ATP coming up and a lot more. Hey, get up in here. It's very clear we're doing our job. Do yours. 1-800-636-8686. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. You've also got Conference Championship Weekend. Some big matchups. Let me get you some reaction because I went fat in the opening segment. So this is going to be a shorter segment. Let me get you in here. I'm going to get you in via the X and some of your written reaction. But what I really want is some spoken reaction. 
especially coming off yesterday where the beef segment was not one of your better efforts on the phones. You should try to redeem yourselves. Call 1-800-636-8686. There's another topic that triggers you clones. But because she has not been heard from or seen from lately, Felicity Huffman is talking finally about the college cheating scandal. And I'm so glad she is because I can't believe her explanation for why she did what she did. It is rich. It's awesome. Hey, Rome, are you going to talk sports? Yes, I will. I do. But I go off the board sometimes when I see things that, one, I know you clones will like, and two, that I can't believe. I literally cannot believe her explanation as to why she cheated and lied and committed a crime to get her kid into college. It's awesome. Maybe we'll get to that. Just as maybe we will get to the guy who had a pair of choppers lodged in his brain. That's some Jason Bourne stuff right there, right? Like, he's in some brawl with an asset. He's, like, fumbling around, like, is there a newspaper here I could choke a guy out with? Or a ballpoint pen? Oh, there's a ballpoint pen. Bam! Right in this guy's hand. I I love these assets, too. I mean, movies are so awesome. This guy can take a ballpoint pen, jam it into a dude's hand so it's halfway through it, and then the asset will just look at it like, yeah, and? And rip it out. Really? If you took a pen and ran it through my heart or my eye, that'd be that. Assets just like, that's that's all you got, Born? Apparently this dude in the post, that's what he said when he got those choppers in his head. If this dude had that in his head, I'd check his other appendages. Who the hell knows what's in his ear? I'll bet you there's a a bottle of soy sauce lodged halfway through his brain also that he doesn't know about. This guy's like pulling out his ear like, damn, I think I got an ear infection. Oh, it's a bottle of soy sauce. Yeah, no big problem, bro. It's low sodium. Stop crying, man. Stop being a bitch. It's low sodium. It's got a green cap on it, man. What are you complaining about? Brian and San Pedro writes, Oh my God. Gino, seeing Micah. Break free. Oh my God. Hey, Rome, even I think that Big Mike has some clock management issues and I waste timeouts for a living. Regards, Sean McDermott. Hey, Bills fans, did you see that report in The Athletic? Called timeout, Mike. There was a report in The Athletic saying that there is, quote, a 0% chance that Sean McDermott will be fired. So if you're one of the Bills mafia waiting for that to happen, that's not going to happen, according to this report in The Athletic. Hey, Jim, Cowboys fan, saw the Cowboys won last night. Congratulations on winning your bet. Jim. Uh, yeah, I lost, by the way. Cowboys fan. Oh, I know, but it's still a win either way. Hi. Um, um, Nadal, congratulations on your win. And I would like to know how do you feel after the game and if you're ready to give it another try. I lost, by the way. Yeah, I know, but it's, and, uh, a, it's, a, it's a win anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel after the game? Mm. Which game, reporter? 
it's it's a match. Mm. And in tennis, they play lots of games. What do you mean, how do you feel after the game? Mm. Who sent her in to cover that? Hi. We need you to go cover this tennis match. Mm. Hi. I've never covered tennis. Hi. I don't know who wins and loses. Hi. 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 At least she greeted him first before asking the question. Hi. Hi. Hey, Rome, that dude with the chopsticks in his brain couldn't figure out why he had a killer headache and why after every time he ate, he was already hungry 30 minutes later. Hey, oh. Good one, Ken. And by good one, I mean that's not funny at all. All right, so I've got all of that still ahead. A couple of interviews, the big head. I'm looking for you to step it up. I have a feeling sometimes on Friday, you know, sometimes on Friday you just don't go to work. I feel like sometimes on Friday on this show, you don't do any work either. It's Friday, Rome. Start the weekend early. I'm not. I mean, how mad would you be if I had that mentality? Clones, it's Friday. I'm starting the weekend early. No, we make it a point to go even harder on Friday. So we feel good about what we do Friday night. You should do the same thing. Get on the phone. Make it better. What games do you want to talk about? Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to ask you to do something else. I'm going to ask you to ask the pros. Because we do so every single Friday. Ask the Pros is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. So what you need to do is go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Ask me a question. I will answer one or more of them later on. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Joel Harm 73 on the X. No. Chopsticks is not born. It's freaking John Wick killing a dude with a pencil. Get your movie straight, bro. We're the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Die Hard. I think actually, dude, it's both those things. I know about Wick and the pencil. Shoot the glass. I've seen Born, all of the Born, so many times. I might be confusing it, but I'm not confusing it with that. I know that. I still think there was a pencil in one of the Bourne movies. I mean, a pen. A ballpoint pen. And somebody got stabbed with it. Get your movie straight, Joel. There was a magazine, a power cord, a toaster. Some dudes went running into this house only to get exploded and backflip out of it. Back into the street. A pen light, a broomstick, a rotating fan, and the pen light, hairspray, of course, a book, definitely a book, candlestick, a chair, a saucepan, lots of magazines, liquor, 
but you're going to correct me about my favorite franchises ever. Come on, man. Do better. Jamie in Green Bay. Was this guy with the chopsticks jammed into his head one of the people who Jack Savage fought after he had a problem with his grandfather's college rankings? I don't know the answer to that. Like I said, Savage, a.k.a. Alt, is not talking. He's gone quiet on me now. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was Savage in a New York bar or wherever this went down. And he was just minding his own business. And he heard somebody talking junk haphazardly and randomly about Chris Alt. And Savage sauntered over to this guy and said, Hey, man, are you talking about Chris Alt? Yeah, I am. What's it to you? Bam! Next thing you know, this dude's out with chopsticks up his nose and halfway up to his brain. Savage stands over him. Yeah, that's what I thought. Keep my grandpa's name out your mouth. Peace. Savage just kind of walks out in the street. The cold night air of Manhattan. Like nothing happened. Check this guy. This guy's handle. This guy's handle is at yo wife's BF. He's got a couple of underscores in there too. At yo wife's BF. Hey, Jim. Another newbie to the show that loves your content And no, I'm not a plant, clones. Yeah, nothing suspect about that tweet at all. Do people who aren't plants need to say they aren't plants? Who said anything about a plant? What does that even mean? Oh, but you're a newbie. All I can say is, dude, you picked up on the show awfully quickly. Awfully quickly. Quickly enough to have a handle that's at yo wife's BF. Some Yahoo hit me up earlier this week with, hey man, I'm paraphrasing. Hey man, when one of your plants gets on the air, do all of your nerds who work for you high five each other? Or does he just kind of ad lib? And I said, first of all, we don't have plants. It's pretty evident by how bad the calls are. If we planted phone calls, it's because we want them to be good. Why would we plant garbage? That's the whole point of planting something. And number two, a plant improvising. That's counterintuitive. It makes no sense. A plant would not improvise or ad lib. It would be a plant with a specific plan. It doesn't make any sense. It's a stupid take. No, we don't plant calls, obviously. Have you ever heard the calls to this show? If I planted them, I would find talented, intelligent people who would say funny things, creative things. Let's go to the phones. Plants. Plants my ass. Never, ever. I'll give an example. Let's go to Foxborough. Now, there's nothing about this that has any red flags. William in Foxborough. Nothing fishy about that. When I look at my call screen and I see 
William in Foxborough. So don't come at me with serum. There is a plant. Do not confuse a plant with a bit. I could be wrong. Maybe it's an incredible dink, but I've got a feeling that a bit is coming. After all, I'm getting a phone call from William in Foxborough. The only thing to be more obvious than that would be Matthew the Ticonderoga in Foxborough, Joseph the leader of men in Foxborough, Mac Jones in Foxborough. But there's only one way to find out. We go to Foxborough. William in Foxborough. Hello, William. How are you? Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't think you were coming to me. I'm not finished with my script. Oh, geez. I'm sitting here trying to put together a game plan for Sunday that hopefully going to let us score more than seven points this time. Seven freaking points. Can you believe that, Roman? We scored seven points against the four and eight New York Giants. I mean, what, do they have Lawrence Taylor coming off the edge? Was Bill Belichick running their defense? Oh. I mean, I just got beat by some rookie quarterback named Danny DeVito who still lives at home with his parents out in Long Island or something. Jesus Christ. I got my face beat in by 34 points by Dennis freaking Allen. Big Mike McCarthy did me by 35 points. Jesus Christ, I used to own guys like that. Then I got that other bum, Rex Ryan, making fun of me on TV every day. Me and Tommy used to own that clown on the regular in the AFC East. Jesus Christ, then I got old. William, William. I mean, that's like five JCs too many. Not a very good call. I think even you need to know that, William. So don't confuse a plant with a bit. That was a famous caller, uh, allegedly. I'm pretty sure that was Vic, but I can't be certain. So I don't want Vic to sue me or come at me. So allegedly that was former Smackoff champ Victor by Broadway in NoCal. I know this. I don't know for certain that that was Vic, although I'm 99% certain that that was Vic. I will allege that that was Vic. I'm 99% certain that that was Vic and 100% certain that we did not plant that phone call. So to that knucklehead that hit me with that earlier, hey man, uh, your nerds, they have a good time when they plant phone calls? We don't. You know what? We should. We should. We don't, but we should. The callers would be a hell of a lot better if I planted them. But, you know, I don't do that. Actually, I do do that. I do it once a year. It's called the smack off. We plant the phone calls by inviting people that we know will be good. Really a terrible take this week. I wonder if that'll make out. Al- Was that this week or last week? I wonder if that'll make Alvy's week of horrible takes that were. Because if that were, that'd be right on top. Nice try with that, nerd. Not you, Vic. Vic, that was actually a nice try by you. Except five, six, seven, JC Blast. Can't have that. Can't have that. He had a good point, though, didn't he, about Rex Ryan? This guy's on the air just killing me. We used to abuse that clown on the regular. I don't know. Uh, I was tipped off by the William in Foxborough. All right, so that's our number one, almost. Again, I will say what I said about Vic. Vic, 
Vic might not be on one right now, but he's trying. Vic is trying to work his way out of the slump. And what I appreciate about Vic is he's still coming in. As former champs go, nobody comes in as often as Vic. Credit for that. You know, and the thing about slumps, be it a content slump, a caller slump, a baseball slump, nobody knows how you go into a slump just as nobody knows how you come out of a slump. That's why slumps exist. Vic's working his craft. Years later, still working it. He's in a bit of a content slump right now, but I think he's going to come out of it. Normally, he's peaking at the right time. All right, so I appreciate you, dude. But you got to keep JC out your mouth. You got to keep JC out your mouth. That's crossing a line. That's not cool. I've got Desmond Ritter coming up next. If you want to react, react to William in Foxborough, go ahead. I've got Desmond Ritter, then Michael Pittman Jr., then an open segment, and then the big head, James Kelly. All that's still ahead. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 